The world cracked and rebuilt itself. Governments cowered while corporations grew. Tech and violence are the business of the day, and business is good. There is no hope, no morality, no white hats saving the day. In the grim future of 2013, for the residents of Bay City, there is only survival. From the glowing neon lights in the fog-filled streets of the borough of San Francisco, across the floating city of Treasure Town in the Bay, to the unpredictable streets of the Oakland District, north to the wastelands of Napa, or south to the boardwalks of Santos Vampiros, or the tech renegades of the Silicon Valley, Bay City is the largest city in the United States. 20 million people trying to make their way to see another day of gray skies, rain, rot, and risk. The rich get richer, the poor beg for scraps. And yet, we open on blue skies. Gentlemen, let's plug in for our first episode, and let's get jacked. Woo! No hope. This has to be a distant future. Oh, oh, this today the present is full of hope. So this can't be. This can't be now. (laughs) That's how bad 2020 is now. Is that this is set in 2013? (laughs) Hello and welcome to Jacked, a cyberpunk paper and pen role playing real play actual play podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Stereos Kokonos. That was the voice of our fantastic referee, uh, an Emmy Award-nominated writer and host from Screen Junkies. We got Joe Starr. Oh, man, I'm really excited to get jacked with you guys. I am terribly excited to play this game. And uh, and our other player here, I'm one of them, Stereos Kokonos. We got uh, my good friend, and he's the creator and game master of the Adventure Snack series of email only role-playing games ladies and gentlemen jeffrey gold oh it is a pleasure i only wish we were all in person so that we could get circle jacked that would be better (laughs) but uh (laughs) but this will have to do the internet will have to do it's truly it is it is a uh, it is a pen and paper role-play game that we are not playing with pens or papers the, no, the no. technology that we're using to record this would blow the minds of the people who created this game, for sure. Yes, and and the reason is we will be playing Cyberpunk 2013. Uh, it is a role-playing game that came out in the year 1989. Uh, it has recently become popular because of the AAA game starring Keanu Reeves Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, 32 years later, they're finally (laughs) making a video game version of the Cyberpunk pen and paper RPG. And um, 
And so what they're doing is the latest version. We thought it'd be interesting to go back and play the very, very first version of this uh, pen and paper RPG. You cannot legally buy the books. They are not for sale. <laughs> I tried so, so hard to buy these books. These books sell for hundreds of dollars on eBay. Wow. And they always have like weird things where it's like, and the cover's ripped, and a cat ate this. <laughs> like, and, and just someone stabbed scissors through half of it. $600. Three of the four um, covers dipped in chocolate. <laughs> Delicious chocolate. <laughs> $9,000, please. You know you want it. This copy of Cyberpunk is missing the punk. Exactly. <laughs> it's only cybering. There are four versions of the Cyberpunk pen and paper RPG Cyberpunk 2013, Cyberpunk 2020, Cyberpunk V3, and Cyberpunk Red which was made in conjunction with CD Projekt Red, the guys that made The Witcher, who are also making Cyberpunk 2077, mm. the, the game. And the cool thing is, all these games take place in the same universe. The character of Johnny Silverhand, who is one of the, I believe, primary protagonists of the new video game, he, uh, he, the very first adventure stars Johnny Silverhand in 2013. Mm. It's called Never Fade Away. And um, a lot of the system is intact. Like in both the new video game and in the pen and paper game from third, over 30 years ago, it's skill checks and a D10. There is no leveling up. There are no magic spells. It is just, it is a heavily role-play driven game. Um, and I'm really excited. I think that's kind of all I wanted, all I want to discuss about the system for now. Yep. Let's, let's get it started. Joe, take us away. Here we go, boys. Blue skies and sunshine fill the penthouse bedroom, all whites and grays with the occasional accent of purple, like the slight glow of the neon lighting lining the frame of the bed. Diffusers click on, filling the room with a crisp, invigorating smell of rosemary, along with the soothing opening notes of Beethoven VI to lull the man in bed awake. Tam Rombly opens his eyes. Mm. Oh, another perfect day. Thank you, EXE. It is another perfect day in Rombly Tower, the home of CompuGlobe Corporation and the Church of Execution, AKA the Church of EXE. It's not just a perfect day, but it's a big day for Tam Rombly. Today he closes what is easily the biggest deal of his career. Tam, how about you get your day started? Absolutely. Well, let's see. I'm going to go over to uh, to the bathroom pad. And on the bathroom pad, it's going to uh, rotate me around in my 360-degree bathroom to all the different stations that I need to go in. Uh, so there's the tooth station, so it rotates me over to the, to the toothbrushing station where I've got my auto brushers going. Uh, I go, it goes over, it flips me over, uh, and two does, uh, I, it does, a, I do a sync up on my, uh, what is it called? 
I do a sync up on my bio. I do a sync up on my biometer, and uh, I upload my data from my biometer into uh, the bathroom, and everything uh, looks good. Uh, everything checks out. In fact, I get a little green thumbs up on my wrist underneath my skin. Just glows green, meaning uh, meaning I'm I'm healthy as can be. Uh, I go into uh, into the shower, uh, and it's like a it's one of those floating water showers where the water comes up from both sides, so it sort of gives the appear, and then then the gravity sort sort of is a little bit slower, so it sort of has the appearance of like water floating all around me. Um, you know, this is just uh, just another one of a perfect day at the Rombly compound. Uh, I come out, I am uh, I am dried with the various heat lamps very quickly. And, uh, and then I go to the clothes selector, and, uh, and it's like a little, uh, little pad, and I just pick out, okay, want well, this suit, uh, this shirt, this uh, tie, these pants, and those things rotate on rotating clothes racks, and they all form together, and I, uh, I put on my suit, check myself in the mirror, and uh, oh, I assume uh, I assume my wife uh, La will be here. And he, uh, is, she must be in the comp. She must be in the uh, in the apartment somewhere. Well, as you are, as you're tying the knot of your tie, um, a shimmergram appears mm-hmm. in front of you. A life-size shimmergram of your wife La. Good morning, Tam. Uh, I went for a run on the 85th floor, but I wanted to wish you luck today. You deserve this win. Pibs, of course, is already in the living room. No surprise there. I made him some coffee. Uh, No surprise there either. You know how he loves it. May the code guide you. (laughs) I love you, honey. And the shippergram vanishes. Oh, perfect wife, perfect life. Straightens my my tie, and uh, I'm gonna grab some of that coffee, and uh, and I'm gonna head to uh, the con- No, is the... uh, do I have time before uh, the meeting starts, or is the meeting uh, is it an early morning meeting? I know the Rompleys are early risers, so you've got a little bit of time. It's actually uh, it's actually not going to be in the building. It's going to be in the Microtech bu- building, but in your living oh, okay. room, uh, uh, Pibs, who of course um, has been your personal assistant slash bodyguard slash a lot of things since you were <laughs> uh, he old enough to remember, really. Um, Obviously not your dad, but has fulfilled a lot of those roles. Taught you to drive, tried to teach you to shoot, um, attends chapel with you regularly, um, is, of course, like he always is, every day, uh, waiting for you to join him in the living room to go over your day in prep. Good morning, Pibs. Pibs, of course, uh, standing with his uh, white, metal mug of coffee, a shaved head and a mustache, uh, a 40-year-old man that always looks like he just got done lifting something, um, smells like a good cigar, um, gives you a wave as you enter the living room and crosses the distance to hand you your cup of coffee. Oh, good morning, sir. Hope you're ready for um, the big day today. You look good. You look yeah. ready. Oh, thank you very much. The, uh, and, uh, thank you for the coffee, and, uh, but you know the thing I need most is that presentation disc. Do you oh. have that, uh, do you have those slides ready for me? Of course, sir. Um, he reaches into his jacket pocket, and he produces three things. The first is the presentation disc. The second two things he hands to you. Before I forget, sir, uh, 
These are the invite scans to your sister's wedding on Friday. Mm. Hands them off to you. Valoria's wedding. Nods and rolls his eyes a little bit. I know you're shocked you're not a part of the wedding party, but uh, at least you got invited, right? <laughs> you know, um, the teachings tell us that uh, when life slights us, uh, that's just a hiccup in the great program. That's just uh, that's just an error in the great program. And to not take it out on uh, on a fellow program like my sister, uh, it's uh, you know we we just uh, there was just a mistake somewhere. I'm sure, just uh, just a virus, a little virus that needs to be sorted out in our family. You said it better than me, sir. <laughs> have uh, have we sent a gift? I'm trying to remember. Uh, is there something on her registry that seems like something she doesn't really want, but she sort of put it on there as sort of an obligation? May you know, maybe like a uh, like a colander or something, or something not especially fun or or exciting. Sure, sir, like a ladle to a pasta maker. Oh yeah, is there are, is there something like that on her list? He sort of like taps, uh, he rolls up uh, the, the French cuff on his suit sleeve um, just enough to reveal he has um, sort of a small screen and uh, input built into his wrist. And after a few taps of a button, you know, he's kind of like, what's uh, registry, registry. Oh yeah, there's all sorts of boring crap on here, sir. Excuse me, boring stuff. Thank you. Uh, towels, hand towels. Beach towels. I don't know what those are even going to be for, sir. Uh, you know, let's do hand towels. Let's do, uh, we'll go 35% on her hand towels. So we'll donate 35% of the way to get her to her hand towels. And uh, and wish Valoria well in the, uh, in the note. Will do, sir. And uh, remind me not to share my wedding registry with you. It makes a few oh. taps. You're. It, let me tell you, if uh, if you ever get married, Pibs, my heart would be broken because I know you wouldn't be staying here all the time, twenty four seven. You'd probably want to see your wife on occasion. So my heart would be broken. I'm not exactly marriage material, sir. But if you ever if you ever get married, I'm gonna get you a helicopter. Would you you want a helicopter, right? I appreciate the gesture, but uh, you and me both know I ain't got time to wed. Uh, now, uh, we should get you going. Uh, do you want to say a quick prayer at the chapel before we head out, or...? Absolutely. Every day. It's, uh, you, you can't start the day without starting to pray. Thank you, .exe. Let's, uh, let's go to the chapel. Absolutely, sir. Uh, he gestures to let you lead the way out the door. The two of you, um, leaving this beautiful sunlit room and entering a hallway. Uh, walking towards the elevator. The elevator, uh, sensing that the two of you are near, um, you know, uh, connects with your own cybernetics, allowing the doors to open. As you step into the elevator doors, they close behind you. We cut to fog and rain pouring down on a helicopter cockpit. A strange sight, even for Bay City. A derelict UHX Huey assault helicopter on the roof of a hollow brothel. The downpour fills the passenger cabin with an echoing drone to accompany the smell, and feel, honestly, of last night's bottle of whiskey, which was also the last bottle of whiskey. 
Royce opens his eyes. Oh, no, no. And I close my eyes again, <laughs> and I hope that it, this all goes away. Wouldn't that be great? As you close your eyes again, um, there's a small sort of like uh, text ticker that's on uh, one of the consoles in the cabin, and it just starts to beep at you louder and louder and louder, and you sort of enter this battle of wills with the helicopter that you enter every morning as it pushes you to wake up. (laughs) Okay, 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 okay. I get up, and I jump up and down a little bit, and I slap myself in the face a little bit, and I slam on whatever the hell this console's doing to annoy the hell out of me. The console beeping stops as you hit the button and it's replaced with text. Good morning, Royce. Today is... And then just uh, typos. For as long as you can remember, every morning, the readout, the display on the helicopter says, Good morning, Royce. Today is... And then just error messages. Thank you. I love you. Uh, okay. any, any calls? Any messages? Any work? The helicopter doesn't really respond past that. Um, but you sort of... I'll take that as a no. (laughs) Thank you, Jerry. You feel everything sort of powering up around you, you know, the few uh, automated weapon systems that are still online, sort of like coming to life. You know, just uh, the home defense system that you've come to rely on uh, since you landed here. (sighs) All right, well, I guess it's time to start finding a way to make some goddamn money. Um... And that is when the hangover uh, fades enough for you to remember. Today's a payday, Royce. Oh, what? Today's oh, your lucky okay. day. Okay. Excellent. Okay, look. I grab a can of shower and I spray it and I jump around in it so that my suit gets clean. It's the one <laughs> suit I own and it's like I got to shower with it. But it's still got a lot of really good bulletproofing, so I'm not getting rid of it. And so, um, and so fantastic. Okay, uh, Jerry, tell me about this payday. So, of course, today is, uh, you've got to head by Skywinder Records, bud. Um, okay. You finished up a, a gig with them, of course. Uh, uh, you know, the, the hangover sort of starts to clear a little more, and you, as you start, start to be, Become more conscious of some basics. Uh, your name, for one, you know, just just things like that. And you sort of shower off, and the fog's leaving your head. Um, you remember uh, uh, one of Skywinder Records' up-and-coming synth thrash bands, aka Fucked with a Knife, one of the coolest underground bands in Bay City, uh, was secretly in a polyamorous relationship with a famous model named Ricky Alder. So. You, uh, being the PR mastermind that you are, uh, very underhandedly got some video of the group in the act and leaked it to the net to boost their cred. It's time for you to head to Skywinder Records for a very well-earned thank you and some well-earned Euro bucks. Excellent. All right. Well, I hop out of the helicopter. I go, I go, uh, Jerry, sentry mode on till I get back. And, uh, and I climb down the fire escape. I try and climb as quickly past the landlord's office 
as I can. I don't want anything to do with that. Right now, I don't have any good news. I would rather, I only want to talk to people when I have good news. And so, um, so I guess I'll roll stealth and see if I could just dodge the landlord's window real quick. Absolutely. And, uh, let's see. My, I have a stealth of two. So I'll roll stealth plus my reflex, which is six, plus a d10. So give me just one second. And I rolled a 15. Okay, you, uh, you start to come down um, uh, the fire escape. And you stop by, you sort of glance in the first window, um, and like there is every day, it's just a, a mix of uh, uh, sexual acts with holograms. Um, every kink, every preference, uh, you've, you've seen it all sort of in that uh, top room. It's a high roller's room. Uh, We'll call it. Um, you move down, and this is where you're really kind of trying to like sneak past um, your landlord, Mr. Black's office. Um, you see him in the room. His uh, back is to the window. As he's uh, clear, he's got his face sort of in a computer display. Uh, a door opens as you're sort of starting to sneak by, and a hologram actually pops in. Um, to say something to him. You can't really hear it. He's clearly yelling at the hologram and pointing back towards the hallway. Uh, as you sneak past, you uh, take the fire escape down a few more floors, and then you come... Oh, but oh. A as I'm passing, though, I also shake my fist, too. Like, in... Like, Mr. Black, I'm like, whatever, whatever you're yelling at that hologram for, I agree with you. I'm sure that stupid hologram did something where this computer screwed up. And it's like, look, I don't want to talk about this right now, but you go, go get him, Mr. Black. Whatever they did sucks. <laughs> Do holograms have feelings? Royce is going to find out in the first episode of <laughs> Jack. <laughs> Um, so as you head down, uh, you, you get down a few more uh, uh, stories, and as you walk down the steps to come around the corner of the second floor, uh, you come face to face with um, a hologram who is, is, a, is a familiar face, uh, the hologram of Faye, um, a holographic uh, woman who, well, just, we'll call Faye a hologram. Faye's always a little different depending on whatever client uh, Faye has seen, but you always sort of recognize the programming as Faye. Faye is one of uh, Mr. Black's earliest um, uh, sort of employees, we'll say. Uh, so Faye has always been around as long as you've been a tenant, and she's always, you know, kind of had a soft spot for you. And for whatever reason, even though you're not maybe very technologically friendly, Faye is a hologram that you maybe you, you don't particularly like, but you let's say you put up with. Uh, as you come down, Faye is leaning over the banister. This hologram is leaning over uh, the railing of this level of the fire escape, uh, smoking a cigarette. Uh, and she kind of smiles up at you as you come around and says, Hey, morning, Royce. Hey, be careful with those. Those things won't kill you, you know. <laughs> Stop. I know they won't. Wouldn't it be interesting if they could? I was, I think about that all the time. How it's like, whoa, oh, we wanted to program some realism in, so this thing gives you like a cyber cancer, blah, blah, blah. And, but then it's just like, does everything need to have realism? What about the fantasy? Oh, well, you know about the fantasy, obviously. That's your whole thing. 
Look, if uh, if playing hospice and taking care of your dying, beautiful holographic prostitute is your fantasy, uh-huh. I can provide that. Okay. Well, look. Would you I'm like me to slowly die on a deathbed for you, Royce? I will. As I've told you, maybe for every day since since I turned eighteen and legally able illegally uh, able to purchase your services, uh, that's not. I'm not a. I don't really like the technology layer of it. I like you though. I think you're cool. And I guess I would say, like, good hunting today. Go make a lot of money and make a lot of people happy. Thanks, Royce. And you know, if you ever decided that you were going to get a few, I don't know, plugs or some inputs or something, I can make you happier. Uh, I am good. That stuff is trouble. I don't need any jacks, inputs, chips, clips, dips, flips. No. No, no, no. One of us has to be... One of us has to keep it together in this stupid city, and it's gonna be me. But thank you. Look, you're very pretty. I'm not gonna lie. Like, you're a very... You're very... You clearly know that I have, like, a thing for brunettes, because every time I see you, you're doing the brunette thing, and then when I walk away, you're doing something to... I think it's cool that, like, you're looking out for me and you're trying to make me happy. But I gotta get I, I gotta get I gotta get down to work, you know. But but thank you for being nice to me. Thank you for being cool. Take care out there, Royce. I'll see you next time. All right. See you tonight. And as you walk past, she sort of she winks and smiles, takes another drag, and then vanishes, probably reappearing somewhere else in the building. We cut back uh, to the elevator. Every wall of the Rombly family personal elevator is covered in screens and holograms, stock market information, an overwhelming number of tickers. Just tickers for everything. You're not even sure what all of them mean. Some of them are probably just bullshit, and some temp just makes them up to, you know, uh, uh, please whatever uh, SVP he works for. Uh, We also all have tickers directly implanted into our brains called a radio splice that we can use, the Rombly family can use to communicate with one another. So not only are there tickers outside, there's tickers in here as well, in the old ticker. It's a ticker in the ticker. You got a ticker in the ticker. I got a ticker in the ticker. There's also a very strong hint of cleaner that fills the elevator. Uh, Grip grip Rombly, your father, incredibly germaphobic, and quite frankly, he can afford to be. And uh, you know, of course, speaking of that ticker, you hear his voice in your head, in that ticker, before a shimogram of him appears, your oldest brother Chaz, uh, square-jawed, very frustratingly handsome, uh, clean-shaven gentleman, uh, big smile on his face. Hey, T. Knock him dead at my protect today. You got this, kid. Well, thank you very much. I mean, uh, you know, it's no, it's no max upgrade like you spearheaded, hey, but... Hey, uh, knock him dead at Microtech today. You've got this, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Is that... Wait, is that you, or is... Oh, I see. This is a... This is a recording, isn't hey, it? Hey, T. Knock him dead at Microtech today. You got this, kid. Well, the... The supercomputer isn't always perfect, so I, uh... I... It's... 
It would seem at face insulting, but I know that uh, that bugs happen in our programs, and so uh, so I accept uh, I accept his message as uh, as courteous <laughs> and not uh, and not uh, brushing me off. Yeah, he's a busy guy, right, Tam? That's uh, yeah, that's right, Pip. That's right, Pip. <laughs> the elevator opens at the um, the fifth floor of the Rombly building. Um, 80 and up, uh, 80 through 110 is the family. That's uh, every Rombly family member, even some cousins have their own, you know, space and area uh, in there. Between five and 80, um, that's the actual company. One through five is dedicated to the church of EXE, to the church of execution. the elevator opens you step out and it opens up to uh, uh, this giant open space um, uh, this landing this big landing that you're on on the fifth floor uh, you can look down on the next uh, uh, four floors it just overlooks straight down to the lobby um, a stark difference uh, to the penthouse this area is just teeming with uh, homeless folks in need just a small ocean of them with uh, workers from the Church of EXE um, sort of uh, crisscrossing and making their way through the groups trying to uh, put together some order out of chaos, putting people in lines, um, uh, preaching to folks, uh, pointing people in the direction of being baptized. And by baptized, I mean, you know, they're taken up to um, some of the cyber shops that are on uh, two, three, and four. Uh, to have uh, their first piece of blessed coating uh, put on, put in, which is typically an optic, uh, so that we might see and walk in uh, the supercomputer's plan, in the supercomputer's code. So uh, all this is going on, you know, just a, just a wall of sound. Uh, this floor, however, is is you know pretty secure. Um, uh, no one really allowed up to this level, um, except by invitation. Uh, on this level, the the main church is a floor down, but up here is the family's uh, private chapel. And as you guys um, head over uh, to the chapel, um, you, you know, Pibs is you know just a few uh, steps behind you, as always, as you head to the door. Uh, the door opens um, just a few feet ahead, and you almost uh, run directly into uh, your least, possibly one of your least favorite people in the building, uh, Mr. Swim Whiteman, your father's business partner. Mr. Whiteman, good morning to you. Oh, yes, Tam, uh, uh, good morning. <clears throat> and he sort of uh, seems almost a little... Uh, flustered to see you, kind of takes a moment to to reset himself. Uh, well, a huge day for you today, isn't it? Uh, a- a- absolutely, absolutely huge. You remembered? Oh, of, of course. No, it's uh, 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 your father and I were, were just talking about it uh, yesterday. Uh, uh, good luck today. Good luck on closing that deal. It's a big deal. I don't know if you've seen the reports, CG Nursery. It's uh, it's increased our install base for CompuGlobe, eighteen percent among single mothers. That's uh, that's nothing to sneeze at. Uh, absolutely 
nothing to sneeze at, and you should be proud of that accomplishment. Uh, I know I've noticed. I know your father's noticed. Um, uh, so, good luck today. But others have noticed as well, Tam. So watch your back out there. Others? And as you sort of like question, he's already sort of trying to push past uh, the two of you. Pibbs gives you sort of one of those looks like, should I grab that man by the throat? You know, that look. Right. The should I grab them by the throat look. Let him pass. He knows not what he speaks. This is, uh, this is a man who has thrice, thrice told my father to look past me in, uh, in the CEO search for the company. Thrice he's done that. I, I am uh, I am happy that he is noticing my accomplishments and uh, but I also recognize that uh, he's not uh, he's not really a friend you know so uh, we'll let him we'll let him go but let's keep an eye on him will you Pip for me if you see on anything on the internet from him if you come across any interesting messages uh, please let me know as always absolutely sure although you gotta I gotta say you have to admit he's a smart man Keep your enemies close and keep your enemies' kids out on the streets, I guess. <laughs> mm -hmm. I feel uh, uh, he is very smart, but you know what well, you know the parable of the program who tried to outsmart God. He ended up in the recycling bin. He says with like a really smug look and like a couple nods. This is <laughs> He's, he should be more de he should be more devout, less uh, well, uh, less air less arrogant. That say that uh, that Sam. Well said, sir. Hopefully, someone runs a defrag on the guy sooner than later. But uh, mm -hmm. we should, if you want to say a prayer, we should get moving. We are on a timetable. All right. Uh, I go up to there's uh, in, in the room there must be like an altar or something. There must be like a, a an altar that we sort of. Uh, we, we lead the route leads up to right yes uh, it is um, uh, for all uh, you know our purposes it it, it very much looks like um, one of those like sleek contemporary Catholic Church chapels you know the ones right. that are like we're not like the old boring Catholic Church there's no stained glass <laughs> in here mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I mean, there is stained glass, but it's like programmed in digitally to the windows. Um, and it can also be anything you want it to be. And actually, as you walk through, uh, this, the windows change to the same blue skies that are in your penthouse. Uh, they're reading your personal preference settings. Um, at the, in the front area, uh, there is a small altar, but instead of like a cross or something like that, uh, there's actually just this very like large black framed square that's um, almost like a like a protectant foam and a uh, small uh, microchip, just almost in the center of it, being held by this protective case. Wonderful. And then in, in front of that, there's jacks and things like that. And there's a there's a cable, right? There's a cable to jack into yes. this uh, altar. Great. So Absolutely. I'm going to I'm going to get on my knees uh, in front of the square, and I'm going to uh, take the cord which uh, I'll presume is retractable. It's like one of those that you pull it and it comes out more. And plug it into the back of my neck. 
and uh, as I do, uh, I am imagining my eyes glowing uh, bright blue, and uh, my bracelet on my arm, which says EXE, also glows a similar uh, bright blue, almost like the blue like a windows blue like uh, uh like these the uh like the start screen for like windows 3.1 like that color of blue deep blue deep bright perfect and uh i i clasp up my hands together and i uh and i dab down and i say uh our father who art a computer hallowed be thy username uh thy server come Thy will be upgraded on Earth as it is in server. Give us this day our daily RAM cycle and forgive us our errors as we forgive those whose viruses contaminate them. Lead us not into the recycle bin, but deliver us from error for thine in the server room the power button and the glory <laughs> repeat line 10 amen and uh and with that i unplug uh the, the i unplug it for myself from the jack and uh i stand on my feet i offer the cord to uh, to pib he sort of politely puts his hand up and says Already took care of it this morning, sir. Thank you. Very good. I don't question that. Uh, even <laughs> I, as a player, definitely question it. But uh, <laughs> but uh, but Tam Tam doesn't. Tam believe Tam totally uh, believes and trusts uh, that Pib prayed this morning <laughs> on the way here. So, well, shall we present? Let's present. Let's get you to the car and head over to the financial district. Wonderful, sir. He sort of gestures for you to take the lead, and as you uh, head out of the chapel, uh, he follows you. I imagine that uh, some of the folks who uh, who are here, they sort of maybe are looking and whispering to themselves, you know, when they when they see me. I know there's a lot of folks here. Uh, I imagine as I walk through that they're like, oh, this, that, which one is that? That's the, is that the third one or the fifth one? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Especially, you know, like uh, a lot of lower people uh, who are, you know, like the, the, the just the teams of like poor folks and, and the homeless uh, uh, down there, they might not, you know, know you at all. Uh, once they're jacked in, however, um, there's probably a little more connection. And then the folks who actually are employed by the church and have an appreciation for how integral uh, grip is to the church and also specifically how pious you are definitely notice it's like it is absolutely like seeing uh, like a, a fall well if you're in the <laughs> middle of Alabama I just nod thank you dot exe thank you dot exe uh, you notice that uh, the people who do recognize you as, as you leave uh, give like a very just you know friendly uh, tap to their bracelet, sort of in acknowledgement mm -hmm. of a fellow member of the Church of Exe. I tap tap my bracelet as well. Even in the future, there are what would Jesus do uh, bracelets. Well done. Well, this there, there, it's it's more than that. Should I discuss what what's no, in that bracelet? No, I want to learn. I want to know. I want it to be unfolded to me. 
through storytelling. You got it. <laughs> but that's just me. Look, that's just me. No, no. You're, you're, let's do it. And you're right. There, there's always a bracelet, no matter what. Absolutely. Uh, we cut to the rain. Uh, Royce is uh, street level now, walking through the rain, you know, sort of collar up. It's, it's that cold, sort of gloomy, uh, standard San Francisco fog rolling in. Uh, in the bleak future of San Francisco, it's always really foggy, like constantly. The, um, the neon above, there's almost like a haunting quality uh, to it because it's actually sometimes harder to see uh, through the fog. It actually makes the streets a lot more dangerous. There could be uh, uh, someone lying on weight in an ambush um, almost anywhere, and the fog itself is just as good a hiding spot as any pile of trash cans or broken wall or car. Um, so there is a bit of a danger uh, to walking uh, through the street. That said, uh, you're making your way, Royce, uh, down Market Street uh, towards the financial district, which of course is where uh, Skywinder Records has their small office. What would you like well, to do? Well, excellent. With, well, look, with my plus six to awareness, and that's just passive awareness, and my intelligence of seven. Hopefully, I'm, hopefully I get to this building relatively ambush-free. But I don't know. What, what, does anything, what, anything happen? Oh, God, I'm terrified now. The, the, the fog's going to have, have cyber vampires and boogeymen and stuff in it all the time. <laughs> You're pretty good. You know, you walk by... Uh, oh, thank God. Uh, you know, no one really jumps out to attack or anything like that. Uh, you're, oh. This is your neighborhood. You've grown up here. Uh, you know that you know the people here. You walk by a few food vendors who give you a nod, uh, a few kind of glare because you're on a uh, an honor system sort of credit situation uh, with them, and uh, you know some gyro payment might be overdue uh, at a few of these places. Um, but uh, you sort of you reach um, the building uh, without incident. It's uh, as you sort of enter the financial district, the, the buildings start to get. Uh, taller and a lot newer. In a lot of cases in Bay City, um, existing buildings were retrofitted. So there is a lot of uh, still familiar architecture from the times before. It has either just been built around almost. Like for instance, Rompley Tower is Salesforce Tower in in San Francisco, the, with the idea being by the time 2013 rolls around, it has been built around and up, almost like an exoskeleton. Uh, around the existing architecture. So a lot of San Francisco is like that. There are still a lot of familiar sites uh, with just, um, you know, the, the, the grim tech of, of the future sort of like built around. But as you enter uh, the financial district, the buildings start to get a lot taller. Every now and then between these skyscrapers and spires, there are still smaller, crumblier buildings uh, that exist. Uh, probably just because no one ever found a better use for that space. So they just sort of still get to exist. And this is where uh, uh, Skywinder Records um, is, on a, a little past Third and Market uh, in the financial district. The same Solo, who was standing guard at, at the front of the building, the last time you went to initially meet with them, uh, is standing in the front as you approach. 
Uh, hey, uh, Royce Grayson, uh, Grayson PR. I uh, got a meeting upstairs. What's your name, man? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Royce Grayson uh, from Grayson PR. And uh, yeah, maybe just take a look. Okay, man, can we just like, and he's like weirdly tweaky. It's almost like a little unnerving. And he's like, oh, can we just hang on for a second? Okay, Royce Grayson, I can't think, man, with you like. <clears throat> And as he does this, I become unnaturally, to everyone except him, still. And I open my eyes wide and I smile and I put off this sense like, everything's okay. Take your time. I got all day. This is sort of you kind of like uh, freaking out about a weird tech mishap. Who, no, me? No, yeah. this is me seeing some friggin' drug addicted tweaker freaking out after I gave him my name and going, <laughs> let me become the least threatening thing. Perfect. I got can. It. And got I'm it. just got like, it. Got it. I'm like, ah. Oh, yeah. So there's a moment as he's like scanning through whatever database um, he's trying to uh, scan through. And he's just like, uh, hang on. Um, yeah. Uh. Yeah, okay, yeah, there you are. You're um uh you're late or maybe you're early. I don't know, man. Uh Mr. Ellis is inside. He'll he'll go go on in and um he pushes his palm against a uh, a scanner uh at the door and this uh uh you hear this sort of like kerchunk lock um unlock. This building's too old for like cool uh you know, auto opening doors. So this you know, sort of just a normal old time before door unlocks and he's just like yeah, yeah, yeah go on in go on in go on in and uh it and i struggle against the door uh and, and but i eventually do it i put all my weight up against the door and i push and i push and i finally get this big old ass heavy door open and i hear it slam behind me like the jaws of life or death or like it would, like it would kill him <laughs> it would kill anything caught halfway in there and uh, and I make my way to the elevator, and I push the I push the button to the penthouse. And I have to see Mr. Ellis. Great. So you head up to uh, the fifth floor. Like I said, it's a you know it's a small building. Um, the elevator opens uh, actually to just a very large room. The entire fifth floor is uh, uh, Lit Ellis's office, the CEO of uh, of Skywinder. Uh, you can distantly hear uh, the sound of um, some band recording on one of the floors uh, below. Um, this, the building's older, the plumbing's weird. Uh, it smells like, it doesn't smell bad, but like it smells like wet. It smells like your first college apartment where you're like, this building's gonna fall down soon. And as you enter, uh, Lit, uh, uh, who is in like a decent looking suit that he clearly hopes people think looks a lot nicer uh, than it actually is. Sort of a very like trimmed beard and shaggy hair. Uh, has his feet up on the desk with like, these ridiculous uh, cowboy boots. And just like points. There's a few other folks in the room, but he just kind of like points and says, Royce, Royce, baby, come on in, man, come on in. Join the party, join the party. I run in, I am so excited. It seems like everyone around here is so much cooler than I am. And I just, I I want to hang out. 
I want to be a part of whatever this is. I want in on this scene. Absolutely. I, I go, I go, Mr. Ellis, hi. Hey, hey. And I, I'll, and I, I grab a chair. Yeah, 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 have a seat. Have a seat, have a seat, have a seat. And he like lifts this, um, it looks like, it, 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 it looks like marble, but it's clearly like very light because he lifts it very easily. And he just like sniffs a line of, of powder off of it. And it's just like, yeah, yeah, have, have a seat. Have a seat, buddy. You, uh, you want to partake a little bit? No, I would make that look uncool, but thank you. You're very welcome. You're very, and he sort of like passes it uh, off to, uh, there's a, a bit too, we'll say drug skinny young lady next to him. Uh, this, uh, a blonde girl with very sort of like sucking eyes, cornrows, uh, and, and he like offers it to her and she takes it, and, uh, uh, snorts it a little bit. It's like, oh man, uh, now, uh, yeah. Whew. What are you doing here? Well, I mean, I saw the the billboard charts and the uh, and obviously the new fucked with a knife record is number one. And, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. I uh, I wonder if maybe that is due to the fact that a really hot sex tape of that band like just kind of ended up on the Internet the day before the 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 album launched uh that's right. i, I don't that's know do right. you think that there's a think there might be a connection there oh sorry that, that, hey you don't have to you don't have to yeah i remember i remember i i, I remember and yeah you know what man i i cannot be more proud of those boys you know when i signed uh an old school gutter guitar style trio everyone thought i was crazy they were like gutter guitars dead and i was like no 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 my friends nostalgia nostalgia is alive do you know what i love about nostalgia i love the i love the collection of it, the, the, the antiquity of it like i'm big i'm a collector i'm a collector do you know i'm a collector voice do you know i'm a collector i did not know that but i think that's cool I'm a collector. In fact, check this shit out. You want to see what I got? You want to fucking yes. see what I got? You want to see my new toy? And he like, yes. He gets up uh, out, of, out of his desk and he pulls this big sheet off of uh, what is revealed to be uh, sort of a very old school cyber doctor like chair, like where a patient would sit. Like this is a very like Gen 1 um, dentist chair from hell, uh, basically. You know, it's sort of, he's it's like, look at this. You can't find these things anywhere, man, but I fucking found one. You know how rare this shit is? No, but it looks really odd. How did you find this? Where did you find this? I know a guy. It's surprisingly comfortable. Sit. Sit in this thing, man. It's I'm so a, comfortable. If you don't mind, I am, t- I, I, I am totally, I'm not a huge fan of this stuff, but I'd love to see you sit in it or someone else sit in it just as an observer. Hey, hell yeah. You know what? Don't mind if I do. And he sort of like just kind of falls into it and like lays back and lights a cigarette. Okay, where were we? Where were we? Fucked with a knife. That's on you. That's right, man. Oh, God. Uh, What did we talk about for that deal? How much do we owe you? What what kind of like credit uh, uh, circle are we talking around? Uh, We were, it's, it's honestly, it's just my monthly retainer. It's just three, it's just three grand. Mm, mm, yeah, three grand. That's right. That's right. It was uh, three grand for those photos. Here's um, before we get to that. I, I want I want to introduce you to someone. You like making new friends, Royce? You like new people? Yes. I thought you might. I thought you might. Hey, this is the guy. This is Royce. This is who I did. Come on, come on. Um, this uh, gentleman comes out. And he 
He's a older guy in his 50s, um, balding. Uh, he kind of has like a skullet going on, but it's like tied back in a ponytail. Um, uh, there's the start of what looks like a plate sort of like on his neck going down, but that's really the only sort of visible piece of cybernetic that you see on him as, as he walks in. And, uh, but he says, uh, this is the guy. This is, this is, uh, this is Royce. This is your guy. This is the guy that does all the good work. Uh, hey, hi, my name's Royce Grayson, uh, Grayson PR. Uh, uh and I, sh I stick my hand uh, out to shake and this guy is gigantic and I am not like, I'm like a, I'm a tiny little street kid. Like I was not given enough protein as a kid. So like, if this guy wanted to crush my hand like an egg, he could do it. But I'm just, it's just neat. It's like neat to meet a mountain of a man. So I'm like, hi. You get the idea on the handshake that he's very aware that he could crush you if he wanted to. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm Polly. It's absolute pleasure to meet you. I gotta say, I'm a big fan of this deal you made with my boy here. I don't know, I just, I just want you to take me through the process. I might have like a similar situation and uh, maybe there's a little bit of money involved uh, if you're interested. Of course, absolutely. Just real quick, as a PR guy, it is my job to get people to like you, whatever you do, whatever you're selling. Maybe that's through talking you up and talking about all the cool things you do and how cool your product or service or brand is. Maybe it's through trashing your competition. I personally like to do both at the same time. Talk you up, talk them down. Um, it's really important to not have your fingerprints on stuff because if you see a guy in a party talking about how cool he is, that's the least cool guy at the party. But if I'm talking about how cool you are, then and then you're going, oh, stop, oh, and you're just nodding and stuff. I don't know. It just it makes you look better. And then also, obviously, um, it's really important, like like when you stab someone for no one to know who did the stabbing. Like, uh, so I'm very, very good at making your competition look like dog shit, which they probably are because they weren't smart enough to hire me and you were. Well, they weren't smart enough to hire this guy with the, uh, uh, uh Lit was telling me about this and it, and it, and it blew my mind. It absolutely blew my mind. Uh, uh, you're clean. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Look, it's going to sound corny, but like, I genuinely do like the human touch. I think that we are selling to people and I want to represent the most people I can. So kind of so I can do a better job marketing to people, I like to have no jacks, no plugs, no chips, no cybernetics. Uh, I genuinely think it gives me an edge, ironically enough. <laughs> Interesting, you know, I'm pretty, well, uh, uh, do me real, real quick, I, 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 you know, just, just for fun, I'm, I'm just interested, how would you, how would you talk me up? How would you talk me and my job up? Well, well, if you don't mind me I have no idea what you do, sir, but like you have a very cool charismatic aura. So well, let me tell you, you how you. I would talk you up without knowing even what it is you do. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I would put you in the room with whoever needs to get the deal made. And I would probably, 
I would probably have like a really nice bottle of scotch and some really nice cigars and I would just let you guys hang out. And something tells me that if I got you in the right room with the right people at the right time, the rest would take care of itself because you're a very charismatic, very cool guy. What is it that you do? Let's talk. Let's talk about being in the right room uh, with the right guy. Because uh, I, I like the approach. I like what you're saying. I like what you're pitching. Uh, what do I do? Let's see here. Um, I run a small family business. Uh, mm -hmm. I am a father and a manager. Um, I manage. Uh, I manage a model. She's very mm. famous. She's well known in music circles. Uh, I, I like to tell Faye, I like to tell her, it kind of gets her in trouble sometimes. But, uh, um, you know, she's currently uh, uh, a little bit in the doghouse, you know, a little uh, inside father business. She's a little bit in the doghouse because she let, um, uh, she let a, uh, a no good, plugless son of a bitch record her getting it from three of this asshole's new kids. So <laughs> she's a little in trouble because, uh-oh, you know, someone's always recording. What are you thinking? So, uh, how, you know, if I hired you, uh, how would you advise that I clean this shit up? Well, if you don't mind, here's what I would suggest. I would tell you that there is absolutely no such thing as bad press, especially today. And if, and, uh, and for example, if you want your daughter to be famous, she has to do something infamous. So if your daughter is all over the news right now, and she's a model, so it's her job to be attractive. And if people are attracted to her and they want to talk to her, maybe they want to hire her to uh, to promote their product. As you were giving this pitch, uh, uh, three gentlemen and then one very uh, large, just brick wall of a redheaded lady um, sort of make their way uh, towards the three of you and just sort of start to kind of just standing behind you. Okay, okay, and um, and so so you know what I do. Obviously, I go. Are you gonna listen to my pitch as to why this is gonna help you and your daughter, and why it probably already has, or do you guys just want to get to the fight? Because if you want to get to the fight, we can just get to the fight. You know, I was I was thinking about uh, getting to the fight. You know, I was getting to the well, fight then because turn you know this. And, you know, well, no, 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 hear, hear me out, no, hear me out. No, you're going to want to turn around. You're going to want to turn around. And then, obviously, outside the window is my helicopter. Like, and there's, like, <laughs> red lights pointed at all these guys. I, I go, you're making me use my last tank of gas on this, but I'm owed three grand, and I got a helicopter. I also don't really have anything to live for, so I don't mind if this thing just blows up everyone in this old shitty building. So maybe you want to give me your money, and in fact, maybe all of you want to give me literally everything valu valuable on all of you, including all of these instruments and this stupid chair, and you want to load it into my helicopter, and you want to leave me alone for the rest of your lives. Because I swear to God, if I don't walk out of here, neither will you. There's a moment where everyone sort of adjusts to this new reality. And we cut back to the the mean streets of San Francisco, uh, heading towards the financial district. Pibs driving this BMW X. It's a company car. It's bulletproof. It could 
it could survive uh, you know a booster gang assault. It's it's a it's a hell of a vehicle. It's uh, the transition from uh, the inside of the building to the streets is you know kind of wild for Tam. You don't leave the building much, so all of a sudden the fog and the rain um, and even just the people. It, it's a bit much to process, but uh, uh, as you guys are driving, you sort of have a moment uh, to yourself to collect, to kind of prepare uh, for your meeting. Uh, I think I, I would look a little bit out the window, and then I would just put the tinted, uh, I'd put the, the windows up on the, the tinted glass, you know? Just be like, I need, to, I need to focus. I need to focus. Okay. So I'm going, I have like, I have some index cards some old-fashioned index cards, because that's how Dad used to do it, to make his pitches, you know, that's how Dad used to sell. So I've got my index cards, and I'm just reading the stats, you know, it's like, oh, it's mm-hmm. user, user ratio, it's, okay. Uh, it's a demographic breakdown, is this, you know, to flip, to flip the card. Uh, oh, yes, the, the minor, uh, minor health hazard, flip the card, you know. And uh, don't forget, uh, 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 Pib sort of uh, looks up in the rear view, uh, it says, you know, don't forget to uh, to make those jokes about summer camp with uh, with Lance. I, the, uh, this guy, you guys went to that rich kid camp, the, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, yeah, uh, yep. Yeah, uh, camp, I wanna look. Uh, camp, I wanna love ya. Yeah, uh, that's the one. The the uh, the exe camp. Oh, those were the days. I just wish that. Sometimes I just wish that life. My life now could be more like camp. I really loved it. You know, it was just, it was nice, it was structured. They feed you. You focused on making friends. You focused on the Lord, thinking about the Lord. And there was always those those songs, the campfire songs that we would Well, I wouldn't get into any, I wouldn't get into like the songs or anything, but you know, maybe just a mention, just to, you know, like uh, uh, lube up the clothes of the deal a little bit. You know, uh, we're all old camp friends. Let's, let's, uh, let's, let's get this going and then go out for drinks, you know? You don't think a hearty, a hearty round of, uh, of plug me in Lord would, uh, plug me in Lord. Plug me in, Lord. Plug me into your motherboard. <laughs> plug me in. But you know the words, right? Uh, right, Pip. Plug me in. Plug me in. Yes, indeed. And as you were singing, uh, uh, if, if if we're watching this as a movie, you know, we cut to the wide shot of the car driving through these dreadful, dreary, like, horrible <laughs> streets, and we just hear him going, plug me in, Lord, yeah. plug me in. Plug me um, in. I want to swim in your binary code. Everyone knows that I want to load you in. Plug me in. Oh, those the, were always so much fun. The songs were the best part. The car pulls up uh, to the front of the Microtech building. Uh, three uh, uh, gentlemen in black suits um, head to the car. Uh, Pips gets out, comes around to the side, opens the door uh, for you uh, to step out of the car. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm going to step out of the car and, uh, and not not at the gentleman. The first security guard, the sort of like, I guess, team leader uh, of the trio says, oh, uh, Mr. Rombly, welcome to Microtech. Uh, we hope you enjoy your stay, sir. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you, Daddy uh, a- a- absolutely, absolutely. Um, and as you, <laughs> yeah, it uh, is a little weird for people who aren't religious to hear it. 
I would imagine. And uh, it's not often that you meet somebody who is super religious in this world. Right, exactly. <laughs> it sort of bounces weird. And um, as the two of you sort of like sit in this uh, uh, awkward religious moment uh, together, that's when the first explosion rocks the street. We're going to cut back to Royce. Well, we're going to cut back on the explosion. Oh, my God. Oh, no. <laughs> Tam is dead. That was it. And, Tam, <laughs> and that's the show. <laughs> Polly Alder Shoot. is very tensely looking between Royce and this helicopter, which is literally just like hovering uh, on the fifth floor, like outside the street. Um, and uh, oh, by the way, I go, uh, I go, hey, uh, everyone with a red dot on their foreheads, uh, raise your hands. Not so fast, me. <laughs> okay, uh, you know we don't uh, we don't have to do anything you know rash here. You wallet know, no, now, no harm. No wallet harm. now, wallet now, wallet. Okay, okay. All actually, I'd like all your wallets, please. Because again, I don't care if I live or die. I don't. I swear to God, I don't. This would be hilarious. Of all the ways I could die, taking you people out with me. They would write about this in the scream sheets forever. They might make a movie about me. And as you finish that thought of all the ways you could die, that is when the first explosion outside on Third Street rocks the block. It's this massive explosion, uh, literally like across the street at the Microtech building. Uh, there's this uh, massive, uh, uh, just like chain reaction explosion in the front of the building the helicopter immediately just reads it as danger to royce the helicopter opens fire on the fifth floor and everyone that has a red dot on their head is now just uh lying on the ground just piles of meat and tech uh where people used to be just different powdered drugs just sort of like blowing up in the <laughs> just filling the room as, as like i hold my clouds. breath <laughs> you, you hold your breath I don't um, want to inhale any of this shit. I hold my breath and like I put I, and I shove my nose under my dress shirt. So pure chaos is unfolding. Royce, what would you like to do? I want to as quickly as possible grab whatever valuables I can as I make my way towards the helicopter. Uh, I, I definitely look for that guy's wallet in his like fucked up hands. And if I have to take the whole hand and arm with me, I'm fine with that. And um, I'm just looking to grab any valuables, if there's stacks of cash, a computer, stuff that looks like it's made out of gold, stuff I can just carry real fast as I run towards the helicopter. Okay. Uh, and, and it's and it's already open bay door. Will you roll your, um, let's see here, let's start playing with this stuff. Uh, let's, since sure. you're sort of moving and just trying to roll quickly, let's roll against your reflex. Okay, excellent. Uh, I have a reflex of six, so uh, six plus D10. Uh, oh my God, I got a, I got a natural 10, so a 16. Okay, well, so God, it's, it's almost like you've done this before. The old, your helicopter suddenly strafes everyone to death as uh, carnage unfolds outside the building and uh, you run through and steal everybody's stuff technique. Uh, that old chestnut. Um, you managed to grab, because everyone had been taking their wallets out for you, uh, so you managed to grab actually four 
different uh, cyber wallets, and they're cyber wallets instead of normal wallets because they also each have like a little plug that can jack into stuff, uh, and that's Perfect. how people pay for things. Um, so you manage to grab like these four uh, cyber wallets. Uh, you also snag from the uh, side holster of one of of the uh, what was the big tough redhead lady. This uh, uh, you grab a pistol. Cool. From her, it's a uh, it's a Colt thirty eight uh, like detective style uh, pistol. A revolver. Cool. Yeah. So it's like sort of like this classic old school uh, revolver. Uh, so you grab that stuff. You run for the helicopter. You are you sort of trying to like make a jump uh, to the helicopter. I've like. My helicopter knows that I gotta get in there, so hopefully it's not a very far jump, but like, yeah, I wanna get in this helicopter as soon as I get it, cause like, I gotta get out of here before, the, w- there was a solo down on the first floor, who's probably halfway up here by now. It's <laughs> like, I gotta go. So as you run uh, and try to make this leap towards the open cabin of helicopter, roll roll your reflex again for me. You got it. Uh, that is a 1d10 plus 6. Oh, I got a 3, so that is a reflex of 9. Okay. As you sort of make this leap. Oh, but I'm uh, willing to dump all four of my luck points into this if it means I get to keep the stuff I stole. I really want this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so you want to use those luck points uh, to add to the roll? Yeah, I think I I gotta make it into my helicopter. This, oh, it's a boy. pretty significant roll leaping into a helicopter. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So as you jump uh, out of the building, uh, we cut back to uh, the side ah! the side of the, uh, the the BMW where Tam has been hunkered down by Pibs as just absolute chaos is unfolding. Uh, there's gunfire, there's screams from pedestrians, just absolute madness uh, going on around the two of you. One of the security guards is already on the ground, dead, just full of bullet holes. It's just been like completely riddled. The other two have taken cover near you guys as you see um, these alarms start going off and you start to see all these armored like slats coming down over the front doors of the Microtech building. What would you like to do, Tam? I turn to Pip. Pip, can you get to the driver's? Can you get to the driver's door? Ugh. Hang on. Let's just try to figure out what the hell's going on out there. And uh, Pip, uh, hang on. Let me get my dice. Let's see what Pip does. Pip, do you do anything good? Let's find out. Uh, I sort of see Pip's twist, and at first it's just like, goddamn tinted windows, can't see shit, and. Uh, 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 angles himself so he kind of checks the top of the car and there's almost immediately just uh, he ducks down very quick as this like hail of gunfire starts like ricocheting off the top of the car and passing overhead uh, okay but with that very quick glance Pibs comes down and this is a mode you've never really seen him in before this is a mode he has been ready for his entire life it's part of his job being your uh, your personal uh, assistant, but it's not really ever something you've seen, and it, it's it's probably like a little for someone who's so sheltered. It's probably a little weird and a little unnerving. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, you're seeing the guy, you're seeing the stories that this guy's always refused to tell you about the Central American Wars like come to life. You know, right? 
where uh, he just pops back down and uh, and he's like, four solos that I can see, armed, armed to the goddamn teeth. Kid, this is not good. And uh, he's sort of like, goes for his, uh, his pocket. He's like, all right, let's get you into the car. Um, and he starts tapping an entry code uh, into the side of the car. And the car just straight up like doesn't respond. Something about uh, this first series of hits, like something is malfunctioning in the car. Uh, so right now it is literally just a barrier uh, for the two of you. Um, I've got uh, I've got basic tech knowledge. Okay. Uh, may I may I try? Absolutely. Okay, great. So it's one d ten plus uh, plus my skill. Uh huh. Okay, great. In that case, plus two. Oh, I rolled the wrong the wrong thing. Let's try now. And what's your tech skill at? Oh. <laughs> Uh, it's plus two. I rolled a four. <laughs> it's probably not gonna work for me either. <laughs> oh, oh no! I'm so, I'm sorry. Uh, and listeners, I uh, like tech is you know like in a lot of role playing games, people have like constitution, intelligence, oh, can strength, I roll, wisdom. Oh, can I roll that? Oh, well, I, if if I were you, I would roll your your base tech plus your plus two to technology. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's it. What sounds I would, like Jeffrey yeah. might have both the. He might have like an additional skill. I would add that to the D10 oh, as well. Oh, that would be yeah, much better. Yeah, that's how I would read it too. Yeah. Cool. Okay, yeah, so go ahead, go ahead and start fresh. Go ahead and start fresh. I'm gonna, I have some basic tech knowledge, so I'm gonna try to, uh, to tap and see if I can get into the car. So I'll roll my tech plus my uh, basic tech attribute plus one D10, uh, 13. Okay, so it takes a few moments, uh, but you're able to. Uh, it takes a, you sort of have to interact with the car a little bit. You have to reroute some things because there are some systems that are just like completely, uh, just sort of screwed up uh, and and offline uh, about the car. There's um, there's so much going on and like so much happening around you. Uh, that you don't really have time to, to take a look at it, but you also, it seems like there's something a little screwed up uh, in the programming of the car uh, itself, where it's like, it's not only like bad wire work, but also just something is going on with um, the actual systems uh, inside the car, but you're able to sort of work your way around them. And as the side door uh, uh, releases and pops open for the two of you, a man falls and hits the top of the car fairly hard. The car reads it as um, an incoming impact and actually like pops open this weird little like life raft looking coating on top of the car to brace the car and incidentally also protect the thing uh, impacting it. A man hits the roof of your car uh, very hard just moments before this stuff goes and he cries out in pain. Let me back this up just a little bit uh, to Royce uh, <laughs> jumping uh, outside of, uh, out of the building to the helicopter. Royce does his best to like grab the, um, uh, the skids, the, the rails, the landing rails uh, of the helicopter 
uh, but is also desperately trying to cling to this new pistol. I will never let go of these wallets. I will never let go. I would rather die. And I as swear a result, to God, I would rather die. As a result, like swings forward and loses his grip, and then just like lands on his back on top of this car. <laughs> and uh, and I roll towards the nice-looking old guy. And uh, and the guy and like the the nice looking young guy, and I go, oh my god, are you Chim Rombly? That's that's none of us. None of us are Chim. <laughs> but but yeah. Oh. But yes. I'm sorry. I am a Rombly, but it was one of the most famous families in Bay City. There's no Chim Rombly? I could have sworn there was a Chim Rombly. There's no what Chim. in the fuck is wrong with the two of you? Grab your super fan and get And so like he like grabs you uh, just sort of like by the neck almost and just like kind of pulls you uh, down to the side as he's also like push encouraging Tam uh, to get into the car. And it's at this point that I would like uh, the two of you to uh, roll your uh, reflex, because uh, I want you to roll for initiative. Excellent. Uh, I roll, let's see, rolling a d10 plus a reflex of six. Uh, I rolled a five, so that's 11. 11? I also okay. rolled 11. Whoa. Okay, here's the deal. In that moment of you being on top of the car, Royce, you see Four solos who have spread out across the block. And at this point, they're just shooting in all sorts of directions, causing general terror, mayhem, shooting at pedestrians. Uh, there is one in particular that is heading towards the car. And as you guys watch, this guy's just like walking uh, uh, towards, towards the car, just clothes all kind of torn up. He has this like shock of blue hair on an otherwise bald head. His goatee's been dyed to match. He has like a braided like new metal drummer goatee, you know, that sort of like goes down to his chest. And uh, you guys can see from your vantage point in the car, uh, he actually takes his arm and he like cocks the wrist almost like the wrist turns and like it's attached to this big side holster and you see this grenade feet up from the packet on his side to the launcher that is uh, embedded into his wrist. All that said, Royce, you're up first. What would you like to do? I would like to grab a clump of mud from the ground if there is any mud or dirt or dog shit or anything. There and is, absolutely. throw it. I want to throw it at this guy's wrist. <laughs> okay. Um, hmm. How should we roll that? Thank you, Asterios, for this already complicated system for coming up <laughs> with the weirdest thing possible. Now, uh, now if, if you don't mind, here's how I would do it. I would say it's just a straight-up skill check. Okay. I would say, let's say reflex? my reflex plus a 1d10, like, uh, you know... I've got a streetwise of five. I feel like this is like a very dirty street fighting trick to like throw pocket sand at someone's wrist grenade launcher. Like this is maybe not the first time I've done this. And I'd say, it, so the way I would do it is my reflex plus street streetwise plus a 1d10 versus his athletics plus his reflex plus a 1d10. Sounds good. Let's do it that way. All right. So 
I'm gonna roll a 1d10. And I have rolled a 3. Uh, plus a streetwise of 5 is 8. Plus a reflex of 6 is 14. And uh, what's this guy's reflex? You wanna see this guy's got like a reflex of 8? So he rolled an 11. So you beat, uh, you have defeated. I did it? Uh, yes. So. Oh, thank God. Well done. Against all weird odds, you like throw <laughs> just this massive clump of just mud and uh, probably human shit. Um, yeah. It is San Francisco, am I right? Um, oh. You just uh, wing this massive clot at this guy. It like smacks all over his arm. It gets into his eyes and he actually like, staggers back and just, it takes him a moment to like register what just happened to him, but he's just like roars with anger. Like this guy is so, so pissed off. But it does slow him down a little bit. And uh, what I'm gonna do with that is I'm gonna roll for him twice and he has to use the lowest roll. So we're gonna put him at a disadvantage because he got all this crap in his in his face and all over his cool gear. Um, but that takes us to, uh, would you like to move anywhere or do any, or? Um... Yes, um, and then and then obviously I wanna get as low to the ground as possible. Uh, you know, I'm the, it's, it looks like the only cover here is this car. And so like, I wanna get like, you know, that I, I consider it like a little snapshot, like I got up, I tried to gum up the works of his of his stupid grenade launcher wrist, and then I get down as low as I can, ideally behind a wheel well, ideally behind this this old man bodyguard. Like I like I'm terrified. So all of this is kind of happening at once, um, uh, or Tam as uh, you know this right. guy falls. All of a sudden he's throwing uh, human shit at this. Uh, weird guy who's coming towards the car uh, assumingly trying to murder you um, but in that right. moment uh, what would you like to do? Okay so though Tam has obviously is obviously rich and has lived a sheltered life as uh, as a member of the uh, of the EXE church they are constantly running drills for the meltdown uh, when uh, when God's computer itself, would have a malfunction, and that's what this appears to be, at least to Tam. Uh, this may be either the meltdown or perhaps a minor meltdown. Uh, so having prepared, uh, Tam is is Tam now inside the car? Yeah. Great. Okay. The, the Sola who is attacking us, is he on the side of the car where the door is open or on the side of the car where the door is closed? Closed, so he's on the he's on the other side of you guys. Okay, great. Uh, what Tam will do, without really thinking about it much, um, he's gonna go to the compartment in the car where his trusty rifle is stored. Uh, I I I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that would be uh, you move like the cushion, the under cushion on the yeah, back of, seat, and the yeah, rifle normally is there. In our time, that would just be a cool cup holder. But uh, right. in a, in a high-tech executive car like this, absolutely, there's an emergency rifle there. It's, it's an emergency rifle. So the thing comes down. Mm -hmm. uh, Tam picks up the rifle, cracks down the tinted windshield just enough to aim the rifle. And I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to hit the solo with my rifle. Perfect. Now normally, I think in the game, 
that would be your action, but since I sort of put climbing in the car on you, I'm gonna count all of that as what you were up to before we rolled for initiative. Uh, so now we sort of find ourselves, uh, uh, Royce is flinging shit and you're taking aim uh, through this window to fire off this shot. Great, okay. So uh, if I understand the crazy combat system, uh, and I don't, to, to shoot a rifle would be my reflex plus the mm-hmm. rifle skill. Plus mm-hmm. something called WA that I already forgot what a oh, weapon accuracy. I had already weapon forgotten accuracy. what it was. Uh, well, and, and I think a rifle has a weapon accuracy of zero. And the reason I think that is because it's an automatic. So the moment you squeeze off the first shot, the barrel kind of moves out of, you know, gets out of sight. Right. That's that makes sense. Uh, plus a D10, but minus three for my combat experience. So uh, putting that together. That would be 1d10 plus 7. Let's roll it. A 12. Okay, so he rolled a 12. Now, Asterios, uh, I need Mm -hmm. some help walking through what now the defender would roll in this case. Absolutely. Uh, The defender would roll their athletics. Okay. Plus plus a 1d10. And um, I think they also add their reflex. Minus and uh, minus their combat adjustment modifier. What is it called again? Sorry. Oh, combat experience, I think is what you. Yeah, the said. CEM, the combat experience modifier. Yes. Oh, the best okay. part of this game. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, sorry, I'm looking for his CEM real quick. It is uh, his, his. It's his. Some twelve minus his cool. That's right. It's 12 minus his cool. Okay, so he rolled a nine when it's all said. Yes! Okay, Uh, so you fire off, like, the first this, like, shit hits him. uh, And just (laughs) split second after that, you squeeze the trigger and uh, generate that damage. Okay, and uh, Asterios. I will, no, I I have it right here. Oh, wonderful. Um. What it, what kind of rifle is it? One more time, is a it a thirty thirty rifle? Oh my goodness! Okay, well at medium range, you roll five d six plus three killing damage. Okay, five d six plus three. Uh huh. And then after this, I will. And then after this, you're gonna have to roll a few more times. But this is the fun number. Let's roll this first. Okay, five d six plus three is twenty three. So, okay, so you roll 23 points of killing damage. Now, do me a favor. Roll a 1d10 just straight up. Okay, 1d10. A 6. Excellent. On the random hit table, a roll of a 6 says you hit him in the left arm for all that killing damage. And now, uh, the last question we have here is uh, Joe... Is this guy wearing armor on his arms? Um, he is, yes. He's wearing subdermal. Uh, he has subdermal armor uh, with a rating of, um, I believe, 25. Oh, my God. Okay. So, Jeffrey, what was your damage? Uh, it was 20. I believe it was 23. So, tw- so, he <laughs> so you do no damage to him. Uh, his armor still has two points of stopping power left. Wow! Great. Damn it! So uh, do me a f- do me one more favor, Jeffrey, and roll a one d six for me. 
Got it. 1d6, a 2. Okay. Um, uh, so, uh, you sort of open fire, uh, it cracks into this guy's uh, arm, uh, he staggers back a little bit to sort of like check himself, takes note, uh, sees him sort of like fix onto uh, uh, where the shot comes from, you sort of see this guy sort of staring down at you, uh, bearing down at you. From behind you, you hear Pibbs standing, you hear the, uh, the whir of uh, a minigun starting to warm up, and uh, you hear pimps say, Damn! Fanboy! Keep your goddamn heads down! And as this as this minigun just starts to open fire, that's where we're going to unjack Jeff. Oh my god. Ugh. It's like in, whenever you take off the VR helmet and it's like, oh, there's just sweat on your brow. You've lived <laughs> the, the life of Iron Man. You've <laughs> It's just, you're, you're a little dizzy, a little nauseous. Sorry to interrupt, it's a stereos here. You want to know what happens next? Well, you're not going to have to wait long, because episode two of Jacked is available right now at patreon.com slash stereos. No waiting, just listening. One $2 pledge gets you episode two of Jacked and a lot more. All right, let's get back to the show. You're like, oh my God. What a what an what an incredible and uh, auspicious start to uh, these two. I don't these two characters are very different from each other. The, yes, but they're very similar too. Yeah, they've got some simple. They have some similarities. They're both relatively clean, uh, I would say, but in different ways, which I really like. Yeah, they're both principled. Um, we're both businessmen. They're both businessmen. Yeah, but they do business in very different ways. I do business with index cards. You do business <laughs> with a secret helicopter that's gonna open fire on everybody. I was. I did. It, it's out of gas now. I'm so upset. I had one take of gas left well, for this stupid helicopter. Well, you're you. If you manage to be uh, become friends with Tam. He may be able to hook you up with some more uh, helicopter juice. I'm just oh saying. Oh my God, that's mm-hmm. so okay. Mm-hmm. That's a really great place to end on the promise of more helicopter fuel. That is our first episode of Jacked. Thank you so so much for listening. Uh, this show would not be possible if it wasn't for uh, for people like you. And the reason that we're doing this show is as a thank you to the people who have made it possible for us to 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 make art and live the lives we're leading. And uh, Joe Star, where could people hear you and where can they see you and where can they get more Joe Star? Uh, I'm on, I'm on the Twitter, uh, just Joe Star uh, one eight seven on Twitter. You can follow me there. Uh, you can watch Honest Trailers if you want to. They're on every Tuesday at ten o'clock. They're fun sometimes. They're great. Don't start <laughs> with love me. Honest Trailers, the Internet Legend. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then, Jeffrey, uh, where could people hear? I, I know you're doing another podcast right now, and obviously you've got the Adventure Snacks. That's right. Well, let's see. So I'm on Twitter at Jeffrey Golden, and that's G E O F F R E Y, like the giraffe, Jeffrey Golden. Um, and as we say, the Adventure Snack. Uh, you can go. You can sign up for uh, free to play uh, role playing games, mini role playing games, sent to your email at adventuresnack.com. And, uh, and yes, I'm doing another podcast with my partner, Amanda Meadows, called Dirt Cheap, 
where we read uh, old paperback novels and make fun of them as we read them. And uh, you can get that wherever podcasts are not sold, where they are delivered free into your telephone. And that's uh, called Dirt Cheap. And then obviously, you know, if, if you're hearing me and if this is the first time you've heard me, you can listen to my other show, The Loudest Podcast. comes out every Wednesday. Uh, it's, uh, it's me and my co-host Sriracha. And, uh, and we just kind of have weird, interesting internet adventures, digging into weird, interesting internet subcultures. You can hear that at theloudestpodcast.com or the loud- look for The Loudest Podcast on Spotify or YouTube or wherever you find podcasts. That is it. We will be back next month with the continuation of Jacked. We love you. Thanks for listening. Talk to you later. Hey, it's Alex, the producer here. Thanks for listening. You can find some other stuff I've done if you look for the music of Hal Dottie and Lydia Burrell. Till next time. <laughs>